Hi, everyone. Welcome to From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that gives listeners an inside look at politics with Jack, a top New York lobbyist and managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. We are continuing our campaign series with the newest member of our team, Alec Lewis, Vice President and Director of Campaigns. Alec knows how to win. He spent a decade with New York Senate Democrats and helped lead them to two consecutive supermajorities. For this episode, Alec is joined by Maurice Brown, or Mo, as many in his community call him. He is a Democratic candidate for the Onondaga County Legislature's 15th District, which includes many neighborhoods on the south side of Syracuse. And they are talking about his campaign to bring progress to Onondaga County and the city of Syracuse. Hi, Alec and Mo, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Mo, it's great to have you on, and uh, we're thrilled to be working with you here at O'Donnell & Associates. But I want to start with your story, because you've got a great story to tell. Okay. In 2012, you decided to enlist in the Army as a military police officer. And yes. at the age of 22, you were promoted to the rank of sergeant, becoming the youngest non-commissioned officer in your unit. Yep. Now, after serving our nation in the Army, you completed your education at Onondaga Community College and Syracuse University. So what did your experiences serving in the Army and getting your education at OCC and Syracuse University teach you? Thank you for having me and a bunch. Uh, there were two really distinct periods in my life, um, the military and then, you know, getting my uh, degrees. But the military taught me that, you know, we're a lot closer than we realize. Um, a lot of the people I served with didn't look like me. You know, they didn't come from New York. They didn't come from neighborhoods like mine's. But we had the same issues. We had the same concerns. And the differences weren't in what the problem is. The differences were in the solutions. Like, how do we get to the other side of this? And that kind of jump-started me. And, and then, um, you know, going to OCC and SU, that really made me fall in love with this community. You know, seeing the different parts of it, the uh, variety, the diversity, it's just, you know, so welcoming and getting to meet people who truly changed my life. So yeah, they definitely taught me a lot. Now, you've been very active in the political arena, and I understand your entry point into the political arena came in 2015 when you became a volunteer for Bernie Sanders' first presidential campaign, yep. eventually nominated to become one of his national delegates. So yeah. what did that formative campaign experience teach you about organizing? So, yeah, this, like you said, that was my entry into politics. So before this, I was... You know, I was big into sports. I thought I was going to be one of those talking heads on television like Stephen A. Smith. And I didn't think, you know, there were careers in politics. But Bernie was the first candidate that I had heard speaking about income inequality. Um, I had always been a black man. I'm still a black man. I will always be a black man. That's, you know, a part of my identity that will never change. But I also identified as poor, you know. Um, lower working class um, as we would say it and you know it formed me and shaped me i love that about me but bernie was the first person speaking directly to that identity of mine and um you know i think that there is a shared experience for people in this class and you know he spoke directly to us and you know he gave real solutions and uh i believed <laughs> it got me to believe 
for once and um you know it just showed me and i got to meet a lot of people who also believe that like you know we can do better for this society um there's like a, a meme on the internet but it's like uh so many people acknowledge the conditions in the world the situation is messed up and everyone's working really hard to make sure that messed up situation doesn't apply to them and on the Bernie campaign, that wasn't the case. Like there were a lot of people who saw the conditions messed up and they wanted to help. And I also was one of those people and it just was good to be around other people like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you certainly have been uh, pursuing your political values uh, over the last few years because following yeah. your work for the Bernie Sanders campaign, you've continued to be very involved in politics through founding Uplift Syracuse. You yeah. certainly Central New York regional organizer for the Working Families Party. And you also managed winning campaigns for Mary Kuhn for the Onondaga County Legislature, as well as Anna Kellis for State Assembly in the Ithaca, Cortland area. So you've yeah. clearly been in the fight for a lot of important causes that are near and dear to your heart. But from your perspective, what are some of your proudest victories through your personal journey as an organizer and activist? Um, so for me, the proudest moment was uh, September 13th, 2018. I'll never forget it. Um, I was a volunteer on Rachel May's campaign. We um, took, we went against Dave Valesky, who was a member of the IDC. Um, we were actually a part of the statewide No IDC Coalition and uh, True Blue New York. And it was proud because like, it was statewide. So like seeing, you know, all of the people we were working with get wins and just knowing what it meant for legislation in Albany was huge. But also locally, it was like our first real test as progressives. Um, the like Uplift Syracuse, we got big behind Rachel. Um, I'll shout out Zach Zeliff. He was the, the brains of the operation. Um, Rachel being a phenomenal human, you know, she's definitely somebody worth going all in for. But that was the first, you know, candidate running truly on values that were mine. And we won. And no one expected us to win. Um, we, we, you know, we, we didn't do polling, but we go to door. So we had a sense of how people felt, but, you know, just being on Mellow Velo that night and, you know, the news came in and called it. It was just an unreal feeling. I bet. And I remember that night myself, that was a big, big night in the history of the Senate Democrats and the, I believe that in the movement to take a true Senate Democratic majority. And, yep. uh, Rachel May, I know was the one upstate race where yes. uh you know the ibc person was defeated yep so let's transition to your own campaign okay after many years of dedicated organizing and advocacy you're now making the leap yourself you're a veteran uh you're yep. a owner in the university neighborhood of syracuse and you also yep. currently work as as a success coach at occ helping students to succeed as they transition to and from school yep. so yep. Mo, why why now why is this the right time for you to run for the county legislature so a lot of things needed to go right for me to get here. Um, so I had to get my personal life in order. Uh, I had just bought my house. I'm working on campaigns. You don't have like the most stability financially because every election day you need to find a new job. And it's not often that the job is local. So getting the job at OCC definitely helped, you know, stabilize me. But in the fall of 21 you know like you said i work at occ i help students with this transition and i get to meet 
people in the community um, that are, you know, trying to write their story here in Onondaga County. And um, in the fall of 21, I met with a student who done everything right. She, you know, took the bus from the north side of Syracuse up to OCC, which is a trip. <laughs> Anyone listening to this knows that that is not an easy commute. And she got here every day at 8 a.m. until uh, late September, we changed the bus routes. The bus just went to Sunday schedule and she could no longer get on campus. It was impossible for her to be here by 8 a.m. because our public transportation system was so woefully inadequate. And sitting in the office with her, going over you know possible solutions, talk to the professor, all of that, but there were really no good solutions because she just had to get here at 8 a.m. and it was impossible now. And she looked me in the face and she said, man, that's messed up. Someone should do something about that. And she didn't think anything of it. She was just talking to her advisor. But I really felt that in my heart because, you know, I had stopped organizing for a bit and just seeing her and other stories like hers just let me know like okay I can't sit on the sideline I have to get involved in some way and this is the way that makes the most sense so the Onondaga County Legislature operates on a well over billion dollar budget annually 1.6 billion dollar budget and the budget is not going where it needs Onondaga County needs to invest more in the city of Syracuse um, right now we're, you know, proposing an $85 million aquarium when, you know, we're still behind in lead testing. We still need to do things about maternal health. Like we just have so many real concrete issues, whether it's, you know, the rents raising and housing or the inadequate transportation system that, you know, brought me into this. There's just so many ways our county government needs to do better. And I want to be a part of that. So let me drill down on some of what you just said in terms of yeah. how the county can do better. So you're very clear that you view housing, healthcare, and education as human rights. And yes. you laid out your number one priority as the concept of equity. Yep. And you've kind of talked a little bit about your primary goals for the county and the city of Syracuse, broadly again on these issues of housing, transportation, and health. So let's go deeper into that. Why do you view those issues as priority goals and, and how do you plan on addressing the challenges facing the county and the city of Syracuse in these areas? Thank you. So I'll, I'll leave by saying like one, that, you know, equity is gonna be my number one issue always. It's not necessarily about, you know, everybody getting the same things. It's about everybody getting what they need. You know, um, I don't like, I'm, I'm really athletic. I was in the military, I played college football. You know, I don't need the same amount of training going into an athletic event that someone else would. And that's okay. Where, you know, in the housing crisis, some people are living in apartments where lead is like, you know, our children, every single time they open and close a window, the lead exposure does the damage to their brain equivalent of like a car accident. And like folks are living through that daily and we need to stop that. So you know, equity has to be a principle. But my bigger issue and like these issues themselves, I'm looking at this as like a 10 year project. Like I would love to tell you that, you know, I'm gonna get elected November 7th and then January 1st, my first day, I'm just gonna change everything. No more lead, no more poverty, you know, take the aquarium money, get a real bus system like that would be great to say, but that's not realistic. So I'm looking at this as like a 10 year project. In the first four years, 
at least the first two, but really the first four years, we have to do so much education on what our county government means to the city of Syracuse. Like a lot of people don't realize that DSS is through the county, the Department of Health is through the county. Like these are big deals as far as like our social safety net and the county has not prioritized those things. And we should, we need to, we have to protect the people here. You know, the county executive, he just recently put out his uh, housing plan to create, you know, town centers in like Clay and, you know, Lysander in the areas north near Micron. And it's like, yeah, we do need to have housing for the people that come here. Yes. However, the people that are living here right now, they need help too. And we, we need to help them. So like, it's it's a matter of what we prioritize. And as a county, we have not prioritized our people and I want to shift the conversation towards that. And I think that's a great way to end our initial conversation. Uh, you've laid out your priorities pretty clearly, but I want to transition to close our, our conversation to Joanna, who I'm sure has a question or two uh, from uh, of her own for you. Nice. But Joanna, let me hand it back off to you. All right, Alec, thank you so much. And thank you, Mo, for sharing that wonderful story and thank your you. vision for Onondaga County and the city of Syracuse. One question for you though, what do you think sets you apart from the others in the race? My experience as a coalition builder is what sets me apart. So as an, as a legislator, you know, you're just one of 17 um, elected officials that gets to vote on the budget. So your expertise isn't as important as your ability to bring everyone to the table. I've made a career as a coalition builder, you know, in the military as a sergeant, you have to advocate for the needs of your team, you know, to the leadership. And that's how you get, you know, what your team needs, whether it's time off, whether it's, you know, food, whether it's a different assignment. Um, I've done that in the military. I've done that with Uplift Syracuse. We work together and put together the uh, people's platform and we brought experts in as far as transportation as far as you know civil rights as far as housing and we were able to work with all of those different people together because we were able to bring everyone to the table and give everyone a chance to speak and you know i think that that's a good model for governance and that's like my skill set that i'm really good at that um i'm a good listener and i'm good at reading people to figure out like you know what are they trying to get out and I think that that's what truly sets me apart is my experience as a coalition builder. And then obviously my energy, you know, I'm young, I don't have children, I don't have, you know, any major commitments and I'm able to truly devote an unrealistic amount of time to this because I really care about this region. Um, Central New York took me in, I say it all the time, I'm adopted Syracuse and because this area took me in, because this city took me in, you know, I have a lot to give back. And, you know, you're not going to outwork me. You're not going to, you know, put more effort in this than I am. And I think that that's really important when you're fighting for these crucial needs, because you're going to take losses. You know, everything won't be rosy, but you still have to get up and fight just as hard after a loss as you do after a win. And I'm going to do that. Well, I think it is very evident how much you care about your community. And I, I wish you a lot of luck, Mo. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us. And if you'd like more information on Mo, please visit his website at electmauricebrown.com. That's electmauricebrown.com. Do you want to know what's really happening in politics? You should be reading our Monday morning memo sent weekly right to your inbox. 
Sign up on our website at O'Donnellsolutions.com. That's O'Donnellsolutions.com. And for the latest updates, follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at O'Donnell and Associates. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.